Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Not For Thought, a podcast channel designed for psychonauts and psychonautics. Today, I was thinking we would talk some more about Shambhala and raves. I said I wasn't going to anymore, but I actually have quite a bit to talk about. Um, yeah, so I wish I would have seen sooner because I haven't uploaded for a couple episodes. Uh, but Dr. Autoflower actually saw my last uh, couple videos on... Shambhala and I can't fucking believe that dude. That's so cool. Um, yeah, I wish I would have seen it sooner I literally just saw it a little bit ago And I was like man, I gotta I gotta make a podcast because that's so nice of him To even check out my channel at all, but also leave some comments and offer to hang with me He gave me some info. I Can't believe it. That was so nice of him check out his video yeah i've seen his vlog god knows how many times now i've been watching it like for two weeks straight so anyways i thought that was so cool that was really nice of him so humble and he did not have to do that so i'm very very determined to get to shambhala man it looks like so much fun and knowing that uh, people are that welcoming at least him I mean I'm guessing that the general atmosphere is like that at least that's what I've seen from his video anyways yeah that was so nice I can't fucking believe that um, I'm gonna do everything I can to get there even on my own but I actually did manage to find some friends here in Denver so I might be able to to get there a lot easier than I was thinking before anyways, you know? Because at first I was I was thinking that I would have to go on my own, and I don't know, I was very confused about how the camping would work, but correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think you have to, like, have one camping spot. Like, I think I just assumed that... I don't know what I was thinking, man. I was thinking that, like, only one tent per group kind of thing... I don't think that's the case, though. That'd be kind of weird if everybody had to, like, share a tent. Because there's lots of friend groups and stuff, and I don't know. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I don't think it's such a big deal to, to find a group, even if they are strangers. Because everybody seems so friendly, at least at Shambhala. And really just the rave scene in general. I was talking about how I wasn't very welcomed into this culture and this scene but um <laughs> i think i was just being super impatient because i can't believe that that for one i've already made a couple friends here in denver and that the 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 guy whose video i was watching happened to watch my little little channel that gets like 20 views a video i, I my mind is blown um, yeah, shout out to Dr. Autoflower. I really want to go now, man. If you're listening to this, I'm going to do everything I can. And, uh, let's definitely hang when I get there. Because I really want to make it to the farm. It looks like so much fun. I can't stop. 
looking at videos and watching that vlog over and over, both the vlogs, but specifically that uh, 2022, the one, the most recent one, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, man, that's so cool. Uh, I don't know how long this podcast is going to be because I didn't really plan a whole lot. Um, yeah, as for Shambhala, man, I think... I think it'll just be worth it to to try and make it on my own. I don't think it's such a big deal to to make a group. If that happens, that'd be great, you know. But I, I don't think it's something that's needed at all. You know, there is camp stranger danger, um, but I don't know, man. I think I'd rather camp next to my car, though. I don't know why. That is more in the sun. Yeah, dude. I wanna. I I wish I would have shouted out Doctor Autoflower a little bit better in those videos, because a lot of the information I did get, and a lot of the reason why I wanted to go was because of his videos, uh, and Psych Substance as well. But a lot less. I just watched his videos to find out about the festival, but Doctor Autoflower's vlog was what really uh, intrigued me into the festival and I've watched a lot of videos man that's like I said that's what I've been doing for like the past two weeks is watching that that vlog over and over and then I've also just been like watching random ass festivals and stuff like Grouch has a YouTube channel of some festivals that he's been at live and man some people get down those look like some funky festivals, dude. <laughs> they they look like fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of videos like that of DJs and artists that play live and just kind of record it while they do it. Uh, 1200 Micrograms also has some live sets. There's a bunch of DJs that have live sets, but man, I can't believe that, though. I want to go so bad now. I'm going to do everything I can. And I'm so appreciative of the information that he left me. If anybody's curious. Alright. I don't know what I was talking about. But I'm going to take a quick hit of weed. You should join me. Unless you're not into that. In that case, just uh, hang out for a sec. Okay, so he said not to take anything across the border, which, yeah, he's right, no point. Um, I, I keep seeing that alcohol is not allowed, so yeah, I'm just going to support that vibe and not bring any alcohol or try to sneak anything in, because I've actually seen a lot of people have said that it's a little bit better of an atmosphere and the energy is a little bit better when people aren't like fucked up and drunk and I have noticed that that in some of these festival videos that I've watched you can tell when people are drunk you know you can tell when people are on drugs as well but you know the people on drugs are just like dancing a little wild but kind of keeping it in their own space for the most part the people that are drunk are like a little crazier and I don't know not so not so friendly I guess just kind of ruining the vibe I feel like 
not that's not always the case it's just it feels like it's noticeable when there's alcohol at a festival and when there's not um and yeah it looks like a lot more peaceful and uh pleasant atmosphere during the day too you know people aren't hung over as much i feel like because there are probably drugs that give people hangovers but yeah and i think yeah i think it's going to be more beneficial to like post some more when it comes closer to uh the festival date you know it is still a ways away i was thinking that it was too close to the festival um i don't know i just i guess i planned for things really far in advance i assume that people most of the people that go to these kinds of festivals that are annual are there year after year you know and so they probably plan it you know a year in advance i would assume or years in advance but yeah dude i'm so determined to go i want to i want to go so bad especially just to like uh meet dr autoflower and hang with him for a minute that would be amazing and yeah just to be at Chambla would be so cool too obviously but that was like a nice moment um yeah so anyways i'm gonna i'm gonna do my best if you're in the u.s tickets are 400 so i i've said that on a previous podcast i kind of went over the the prices but it depends dude i didn't know that you could actually rent a car at 21 here in the u.s anyways um through some places you have to pay like an extra fee which is fucking stupid but it's pretty cool that you at least get the opportunity to rent a car but if you do that oh my god so i think the cheapest the most beneficial car while still being cheap was like almost six hundred dollars to rent after the fees and and all that shit um and that's before gas you know so who knows how much i'd have to spend on gas at least 200 each way so that's a thousand dollars right there plus 400 yeah that's 1400 dollars right there that's a lot of money it's definitely that's why i mean it's something that you should plan like a year in advance it's not like a you go on your randomly on a whim maybe i mean if you have a good car in the time to spare then sure you probably could just like randomly decide to go but if you're somebody like me that's doesn't have the most money in a crappy car you kind of need to plan pretty far in advance but i don't know it is a big adventure dude it's for me it's uh at least an 18 hour drive that's what i keep seeing and that's without the border crossing time oh uh dr autoflower did say i should just i keep calling him by his youtube name um he says on the travel department i would recommend a border crossing not directly below salmo i've actually been told that by a couple of people that right below salmo it's really fucking bad uh that you can actually save time by going a little bit further out of your way somebody was saying um let me see 
I, I was talking to another person on Radiate who's giving me a little bit of information as well. Oh, they crossed at the Frontier Patterson border because it's bigger and it's open 24 hours. It's He said it took him 10 to 15 minutes. When I looked at the time to drive there into Salmo, I, I can't remember. I think it was like maybe closer to 19 hours. It wasn't honestly that big of a difference. So my point is that I think it would be more beneficial to cross at a different area like i don't know somewhere that's not directly below salmo and that'll save me probably hours of time even if it means i'm going further out of my way i don't know so maybe it wouldn't be as much time but man i've heard some people have sat in line for hours and hours so i don't know man it's i feel like i'm gonna be in my car for a long ass fucking time I feel like it's better be, to be prepared to be in your car for the longest amount of time. That way, if it doesn't end up being that way, you know, you don't spend as much money or... I don't know. Yeah. And I've heard that you don't need to bring a whole lot of food. Like, snacks and breakfast food is what I've seen a lot of. And that, um... They sell food. Like, they have food stands there. They have a lot, actually. But I'm definitely way more determined to go. I was already super determined, but after feeling a little bit more welcomed into the community, I guess, I'm way more determined to go. And yeah, I just, I can't believe it that that so many people are actually being pretty nice <laughs> and so helpful. It's It's what I expected. It just didn't hit me as soon as I thought it would, but I'm such an impatient motherfucker. I need to, I need to work on that, but yeah, dude, I don't know if this is going to be a super long podcast. I just wanted to shout out Dr. Otto Flower a bunch because that was so fucking cool. Check out his vlog and his YouTube channel. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, I'm going to definitely try to get down to some some smaller stuff for a little bit and then and then go to Shambhala later this year because you know if you're dropping money on a concert every fucking week it gets really expensive even if you're going to like little clubs and stuff like I have a friend in Denver who was inviting me to go and hang with him but oh man I don't know that's it's a lot of work to get down there and like I said, my car's a shitty car. I don't know. <laughs> it, it gets expensive over time. Like, if I'm going there every week and spending money on not just a ticket to get in. Because he was like, oh yeah, dude, it's 15 to 25 bucks to get in. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's pretty cheap compared to like 50 to $100 ticket to get to a concert. Or like 3 to 5 to 600 to get into a festival. You know, it's not so bad, but then when you take into account the cost of drinks, you take into account going every weekend, it goes from being, from seeming like a pretty easy way to rave and party, but it adds up so fast. So I think if I do that, I'm just going to have to be a little tedious about it and not go 
every fucking weekend, especially if I want to go to Shambhala. I need to set some money aside, man. That's not that's not cheap. Even if I you can save money in ways, you know? You can spend a shit ton. Oh my gosh, you can spend you could spend thousands easily on on lots of things. On lodging and drugs and all sorts of shit. But I'd rather spend a very small amount and just enjoy myself to the best that I can. I would like to do some psychedelics. You know, I don't know. Nothing too crazy, honestly. I talked in one of my podcasts about how I'd, well, I'd totally like puff a balloon or something, but um, I don't think I would. I think I'd try to keep it just on the the psychedelics, the the usual psychedelics, but I don't know, man. I definitely am not bringing in any booze. I've been told by quite a few different sources that that's not a good idea. And that bringing anything across the border is definitely not a good idea. It's just stupid. And there's really no point because you can just buy stuff from dispensaries in Canada. And alcohol, but obviously you shouldn't do that. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm so hyped now. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's so... It's a ways away. It really is. You know? But I'm fucking excited. And knowing... Knowing that I already have at least somebody to hang out with when I'm there and I know that when I'm there it's going to be easy as fuck to make friends at any festival but especially at Shambhala I get the I totally get the welcome home vibe to Shambhala like I feel like everybody has that where they have a certain festival or place that they feel most at home at or closest to you know and I can tell that Shambhala is that place for me, especially after looking at tons of different videos on YouTube of different festivals and shit. Shambhala is the one that just hits home with me, man. And fuck, it looks so crazy, dude. Oh, man. There's this one DJ in in that vlog it was like infinite there's lots of really really good like monkey torque is so good average citizens fucking kills it like other almost every single dj i feel like at shambhala does at least a, a pretty good job but i don't know dude the totems also are like so interesting at shambhala like lots of festivals don't allow them anymore i've noticed in that a lot of I think it's mostly smaller venues that just don't allow that kind of stuff. Like Red Rocks doesn't, um, yeah. There's lots of places that don't allow totems anymore, but Shambhala still allows them, and I love that, because there's some fucking cool ones, specifically at Shambhala, and oh my god, I can't wait to go. I'm gonna get down, dude. I'm I'm so excited after seeing those comments. And I wish I would have seen them sooner, man. Fuck. I'm such a dumbass. I've had such a long week and yeah, that's why I'm like maybe I'll maybe I'll fucking rage this weekend and get a little warm up to the rave scene, to the rave rave season. I don't know, man. But yeah, holy shit. I am so excited to go now. Hopefully he sees this video or at least sees my comments, you know, because that, that fucking made my day, dude. That made my week. 
because like I said, I've had a long week. So seeing those comments, just, oh my God, that was amazing. And I feel, I feel so, I feel so welcome. And not just from him, but from so many people, man. I, not from like a ton of people, but yeah. I just, I'm in a way better mood, man, about the rave culture in Shambhala. I, I can't wait to fucking go, dude. I just know that I'm gonna now. I definitely need to save up the money. And, um, yeah, any more suggestions from anybody out there about ways of getting to Shambhala? Any any suggestions for transportation, um, food, you know, I would like to know what the prices are, like, is it pretty expensive there, um, I don't know, any, any tips for going solo, possibly, or just a first-timer to Shambhala, much appreciated from anybody out there, um, (laughs) yeah, man, oh, go check out Dr. Out of Flowers vlog, And yeah, this has been Not For Thought. Have a good day.